0: Thanks for coming back to the Josh Tedlock podcast. Really thanks for being here. I have to do me a favor really quick here though and suspend me knowing that you're listening. Just give me 1 second. Okay, so cuz like Okay, uh so I need to give a shout out to Lex Friedman uh, one more time. Buddy, you're 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 hitting all those cylinders, man. Um had a trucker on, I believe it was released a number of hours ago ago today, or within the last few days, I forget what the three was, hours or days, anyways, real recent, he just did this, just uploaded it, this podcast of his, and um, he's talking about trucking, Okay, you understand that we have a big supply chain issue right now, right? That, uh, okay, so I'm going to, again, I need to forget that you're listening. Hang on. Okay, so. So they were just talking about how. came together once demand sufficiently met technology in the way of being able to transmit goods across distances in an efficient way and outside of the railroad's hands and in a cheaper way therefore a way to be and so trucking was born Okay, that all makes perfect sense. Now, with trucking also was born the interstate highway system, the, um, you know, the Subaru car, the the family minivan, right? What, What was to wrestle power away from the railroads? Why? Well, to make a cheaper freight system. That with that desire, and then technology met that desire with capability. In other words, i.e., the internal combustion engine, uh, air-filled tires, and uh, roads. No, I think I, I think I've said that wrong. Anyway, combination of a few little things that came together that transmitted, transmuted, changed everything. And in a way that, you know, you might have worried, right? If you just solely were relying on trains. But, so here is the thing I'm wanting to say here. It is the unforeseen, unnoticed, unimagined, unabled yet... Abilities, transformations, technologies, things that can change everything. That start as just the smallest little beginning seeds and often, often, maybe let's say similar to the United States itself, born of a need to just have enhanced, honestly, life. You know, a cheaper, bigger, better, faster, easier. Ultimately, you know, I'm sure it was a great boon to the post office when they were able to ditch their horses and start sending things, sending mail over highways powered by air filled tires and combustion engines. And I'm sure that flight helped quite a lot. Each of these technologies that came, just like automated vehicles are now a challenge to the trucking industry have unforeseen benefits that dramatically change the situation of our life and that these are happening at a faster and faster pace and that this rapid gaining rate pace is not only obviously affecting our lives we can see how now uh, polarized we are We can see how All us All us peeps That were just young buckos Or Buccaneers or Whatever Not long ago Are now getting to be a bit smarter A bit more inept A bit more in uh, Adept A bit more Abled A bit more bodied Let's say That all the Faster, bigger, better, cheaper This is evolution This is what we've always done And here's this trucker saying That yes, AI is probably going to Replace a bunch of our jobs It's probably going to Take away the trucker lifestyle For as we know it But look What if it enhances it? What if They said the most perfect point, and it's the point that is my podcast. I realized this a bit ago. It's kind of my key. The reason I have a podcast is because of this one thing. It is to say that, look, you're asking the wrong question. It's not the question of how are these new technologies and advancements and changes going to affect us. It's how we want them to enable us to affect it the way we want that's the difference and that to me is the difference now listen this is interesting this is the difference between say democracy and freedom as opposed to communism now look We need to start looking at things a little bit differently than just politically, okay? Because communism versus capitalism, look, you're basically looking at two differences. One difference of two things. You're either centralized or you're decentralized. Now, the strength in the internet and the reason it was born was because the military need to not be able to take out Langley or the White House and have it all end if you have computers everywhere you can take out new york you can take out la we still got the internet we still got the rest of the system it's that's the benefit of decentralized that's what cryptocurrency is now all that these things are ultimately inevitably are leading us more and more inexorably closer and further towards what decentralization which is what Well, for the node in the network, or say the human on the street, it is more power to the individual. It is more power to the node. It is more power to the one of the many rather than the many of the one, which is centralized. Centralized is what? Well, the White House. Where do we send all our what? Representatives, which are what? Well, the the people that... uh, they represent the rest of us. They are the node. We're taking the many, centralizing it down to the node. Then we send that node off to the Senate or off to Congress or off to parts of the government that become the president, what is he? Well, he is centralized power, baby. What if the president of the future was all of us? There was no president. There was only the voice of all, and and regulated by what we're going to see, okay? It's always going, going to be, but look, here's the dichotomy of this. What also is it to empower? What is to decentralize? To take away from the one, to give to the many. What is that? Well, it is to empower what? Again, the one. The one which is what? The most broken down, the most divided down, which is to what for yourself? Well, yourself. You. If you get a stake in the call of the shots, your skin's in the game, you're going to make more pertinent shots. You're going to start caring more. You're going to start participating more. Why? Well, one, you're going to be more recognized as valuable to the rest of the system because the entire system would not exist without recognition that each part, each node, each person in the network is essential for the network to be. That's cryptocurrency. That is also decentralization. That is also, if you want, capitalism versus dictatorship or communism. Look at communism, though, for a minute here. I want to take all those things I just said, wrap them up into something else. Let's just continue the thought down the line. Communism is centralization away from what? A centralization. It is a decentralization of a centralization that's in place. Communism is that each person gets to be a part of the thing. You know, look at what China is. But strangely, they have communism. It must have lost its way somewhere, I have a feeling. Because it's dominated by what? Well, a dictator. That is not decentralization. Communism, let me say, on my inexperienced, unpolitical, educated mind, it is a perversion of the idea of communism itself, communism to me is democracy, it's just a very smart democracy, one where each person indeed is given equal share, and each one does have equal rights, and each one does, but see, capitalism won out here because, look, this is a long kind of big story, right, to break into, but I'm just trying to say two dichotomies here: centralization versus decentralized. And let me tell you something. What do you, what are you? Let me ask you something. What are you? But what? I'll tell you what you are. Right now, I'll tell you what you are. You are a centralized network in the name of whatever your name is how oh, uh, what's this their son what's this josh well look at every cell in your body let's let's just go up to the let's go one level higher say your organs let's look at each organ each organ is essential you know i take your liver away you're not gonna be here long i take your heart away not gonna your brain away not gonna be your skin away not gonna be your skeleton away not gonna be here for long if I take any one part away from you you indeed are suffering you indeed are falling apart but does your liver make your decisions for you does your heart your lungs does you well I mean you know that's debatable right you don't try to swim in water so you might say yeah the lungs are kind of making some of the shots right you don't try to breathe in water Maybe the lungs are making some of the shots. But do they make your decisions for you? Do your lungs? No, no, no. The lungs are what? They are subordinate to who? You. And your choices. You know what? If you choose to go and try to breathe water, your lungs are going to have to deal with it. Yeah? You hear me? So that's what I'm saying. Why don't we do us all ourselves a favor? And I mean from the citizen to the government alike. Recognize what we are, who we are, the importance, which I don't even know yet, of course. The importance of centralization versus decentralized and how far of an extreme do you want to go? Let me ask you something This, Would you like your lungs to be the ones that make the decisions for you? Would you willingly hand over your your right to make a choice whether to go right or left today and that t in the road on, uh, on top of that car that you're choosing to drive or would you rather let your lungs make the decision you gonna hand that power up easily you gonna you're gonna give over your sovereignty over to your skin let your skin make all the decisions no no you like keeping your brain don't you which is what Well, it is a collection of every single sovereign entity in your body, which is what? Every single organ? You want to break it down further? Every single cell, living cell in your body, trillions of cells, all in subordination and what to one thing? Your consciousness, your name, your personhood, your ability, your God-given rights, the declaration says. our Constitution we wonder why capitalism has seemed to do so well we wonder why freedom somehow gets to get its its day in the sun I don't have a point here whatever questions and I think that uh, again I'll I'll say it one last time and I'm let let you all go My podcast for the rest of this thing is centered around one thing that was described to me tonight. It is this. Are we asking ourselves, you know what, maybe it's just a question. What questions are we asking ourselves? Maybe that's it. Because I think it's important that we really think about that. Because I see that when we ask questions, we get answers. And tonight, a trucker relayed to Lex Friedman that he was asking the wrong question about how do we handle these technologies? How do we handle, in what way are these things going to affect our society? He said, no, no, that's the wrong question. The question is, How do we want them to? We should take notice of the fact that we actually are the collective. We actually are the abled. We actually are the ones. We are the decentralized trying to act in a centralized way. Again, tell me what your body is. body is definitely decentralized. Every organ is different from the other, but yet they're all in subordination, they all act in queue and in line with one decision maker. Now here's the problem, isn't it? But I think that this is critical that we analyze this. We've got to see that obviously the network Truly does make more than the sum of its parts. That truly, in Congress and connection, is where, you know, why do all the cities have power lines that connect them? Well, obviously, there has something to do with being connected that's important here. Uh, let's try to work on what it is we're doing in a sober, critical, thoughtful let me say it, sweetheart kind of way because we actually have the ability to make things how we'd like as long as what, I don't know I suppose we can keep the fucking boogeyman from wrestling his way out from under the bed maybe that's it, I don't know but I know that we're in critical mass times I know that everyone feels it I know that there's not a person alive today that would not say that they wouldn't agree with me when they say that yeah it feels like something's coming I think we all need to start discussing that because I don't want the next again was World War One or two? were they what? Were they unpreventable? Were they unavoidable? Were these things... Two world wars back to back... Within a hundred years... The same century... Did they have to happen? Or Or was there maybe? Should we maybe study if there was a way out of those? Where was the failures made that got us into that shit? Because the way it looks... Unless we're guilty as fucking sin... And if we are... Maybe we should look at that. But the way it looks in the history books is that this shit was unavoidable. We got suckered in one way or another. Who knows where the failures were that brought us into one, not but one, but two worldwide wars. Are we going to sucker our way into the next one? Alright, thanks for coming back, you guys. Please come back again. I'll be here for you. Okay, so the bonus today, then this time, is thanks for coming to it. Um, bonus is you, baby. The bonus is the centralization called you. Thanks for being there. I guess I need to thank every other organ and cell in your body at the same moment. Have a great night. Day, morning, evening, afternoon. Brunch, lunch, dinner. Sorry. Bye.